Welcome to the Convergence Church Podcast. Our vision at Convergence is to encounter Jesus and transform cities with His power and His love. If you'd like more information about Convergence and how to plug in, you can visit convergencechurch.com. Thanks so much for tuning in and enjoy this message. We're going to transition here because we got a lot of uh, a lot of amazing things to cover this morning um first of all if you're a guest we're so glad you're here uh if you are a guest can you just raise your hand high can i see your hands this is your first time awesome can we just honor them yeah welcome all across the room we're so glad you guys are here Uh, My name is Andrew Fish. My wife Emily and I are the senior pastors here at Convergence Church, and we're so honored that you're joining us. If you're watching online, uh, we're so glad that you're tuning in all over the world. And uh, today is Vision Sunday. All right, let's do that again. Today is Vision Sunday. There we go. All right. I'm like, am I in the right building? Okay. It's an exciting day that we do uh, yearly now in the beginning of November to, to specifically talk about vision. But real quick, I want to I just, we had an amazing women's retreat. Who was at the women's retreat? Raise your hand high. Yeah, come on. Yeah, the Lord does so much at, at those women's retreats. And I obviously am not there, but praying from afar just that the Lord would bless it. And it sounds like it was amazing. I also want to do one more thing. And that is, I want to recognize veterans this morning. Um, it's a really big deal. Um, in this house, we are very, we take honor seriously. Like, it's important to honor our veterans. It's important to honor those that are currently serving. And so if you are a veteran, if you've served in our military, would you just stand up? I, we just want to honor you all across the room. Just honor them. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Wow. If you're watching online, we just thank you. We just honor you uh, for your sacrifice for our country. It's not lost on us. In a world that maybe tries to lose it sometimes, it's not lost on us. And so thank you for your sacrifice. We're, We're really, really thankful for you. Um, I also want to recognize some more people. I want to recognize if you serve in any capacity at Convergence Church, doesn't matter what it is, if you serve in any way here, can you stand? I just want to honor you, and I want everybody to see how many people that is, too. Yeah. (laughs) If you're not sitting, you got to make a little more noise. (laughs) Come on. We honor you guys. Thank you for serving. We're so thankful for how you serve this house. Uh, it's really an honor just to, to watch what the Lord does in all of our teams across everything. And there are a lot of them. There are a lot of service, serving opportunities, too, if you're not currently serving. Uh, we have some amazing opportunities for you to plug in. It's a great way to find community, but also just to serve the vision that the Lord has for this house. Um, all right, Lord, bless this time. We thank you that this isn't just about Convergence Church. This is about what you're doing on the earth. This is about what you're doing, Lord. And so we, we don't exalt our own vision. We exalt your vision. We step into your vision this morning. 
And so as a body and as a house, Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing this morning. And we just say yes to all that you have in 2024 for this house. And everyone said, Jesus' name, amen. All right, I want to play a quick video. Let's try that again. Let's play it one more time. Okay, I'm going to let them do it. Do we need to wait on the video, guys? Okay. Um, hopefully we get to watch that video, because it is an awesome video that uh, Aaron made. But I'm just going to give you some numbers real quick. Um, 2023, what did the Lord do in 2023? One thing he did was he grew this community. Um, you can look around the room. We've had to add chairs. Um, we have grown a lot, and that growth is the Lord building his house. And I'm so grateful for that. I think it's amazing. And I just want to give you some numbers, and I want you to put this in perspective because the Lord has given this house greater influence than you even see in the building right now. Like, it's massive. And from a media perspective, this year, and I want us to celebrate what the Lord has done. We're not, numbers is not about, hey, look at us. It's about what has the Lord done. Okay, listen to this number right here. This is baffling. The total amount of people this year that have been reached on social media with the message of Encounter Jesus Transform Cities is 2.475 million. 963,000. Come on. You heard that right. That's 2 million people have been reached. Not because we're like marketing ourselves, but because we've been just letting out what the Lord has been doing in this house. We had a post that was our 35-hour post that went viral, and it went viral to a very negative crowd. And you know what? My prayer to them was the Lord is encountering you. Even if you have negative things to say about it, he's got your attention. And so it's amazing. We, um, the total reach, 39 countries. And we've had 53,900 YouTube views, which is amazing as well for this house. So let's just celebrate that a little bit louder than that. Come on. So good, so good. Um, membership, we added 67 new members this year. Can we just celebrate that? That's amazing. Come on. Listen to this. This is wild, okay? We now have, and this is not everybody shows up on, a, on one Sunday, but active part of our community, we have 114 kids. 
I'm now taking applications for kids' ministry service. No. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Yeah, Abigail's like, come on, I'll take them. I'll take the, the volunteers. That's amazing, guys. The Lord is growing this community. Uh, we've almost doubled the amount of table groups that we had at the beginning of the year. We now have 10 table groups. We had over 400 plus people come to one of our prophetic reformers events this year. We just celebrate that. Come on. Look, this is, this is about what the Lord has done. And I just, I, it's something we've mentioned the last couple of weeks, but we are growing. We are growing. And it's beautiful to see what the Lord is doing. And I just, the, part of the theme this morning is that the best is yet to come. He's releasing more. There's more for you, and there's more for us as a community, and there's more that the Lord wants us to do. All right, so I want to just step into a few, uh, just who are we as convergence? I just want to do this quickly, and then we're going to kind of get into the meat of it here, and then I'm going to invite some of our team up to share. It's not just going to be me sharing this morning. This is not the Andrew Fish show. If there's anything that I've learned, it's that church Local church leadership cannot be about one person. Because if it's about one person, then we end up exalting a person over the Lord. And their gifting. It's not about my gifting. It's about what the Lord is doing. And we have an amazing team here that I get to lead alongside. This isn't a, a top-down thing. This is a we're leading this together. And I want you to hear from them this morning. But real quick. Vision, convergence exists to encounter Jesus and transform cities with his power and his love. This is who we are. And so you're going to see this a lot, which is encounter Jesus, transform cities. It's on the back of my sweatshirt. Like this is what I want you to leave with. There's one thing I want you to leave with. It's shouting from the rooftops, encounter Jesus, see a city transformed. Encounter Jesus, see a city transformed. That's, this is who we are. And the name Convergence, if you're wondering what our name signifies, if you're like, what is that? It signifies that worshipers of Jesus are coming together as one. And it declares the merging of the spirit and the word, the king with his bride and heaven with earth. I say this all the time in our Discover class. We are not just a spirit church. We are a spirit and the word church. You cannot have one without the other, and if you do, you're out of balance. You're out of order. It's the king with his bride. What is that? It's Jesus, the fact that we get to meet and walk with Jesus. This is who we are. Convergence is a people that pursue the presence of Jesus, that rise above the noise of culture, that stand for his righteousness, walk in the fullness of the gospel, that know they are ministers through the Holy Spirit, that walk in the gifts of the Spirit, that prophesy, that know they are sent to nations and cities, that love those around them, are willing to stand for the truth of God's word, run together in the context of spiritual family, disciple the generations, young and old, into greater intimacy and purpose. Convergence is a people that call the bride to join together in unity, that know they belong, that hate evil but cling to what is good, and that know their identity as sons and daughters. This is who we are. And it's important to declare who we are, to step into that. Convergence is called to be out of the ordinary. 
I don't wanna do ordinary church. I don't wanna do just ordinary things. I want us to create earthquakes that shake the very core of religious tradition to its core. I want us to shake up what, what culture is doing and say, encounter Jesus. That's what I want. And listen, this is really important. One encounter with Jesus changes everything. Everything, not just a little bit, everything. It's, this isn't just a good sounding bumper sticker, right? WWJD, I love that. But we can't just go WWJD and then just kind of, no, it's what would Jesus do? Encounter Jesus. We step into it. So we, listen, at this church, we are not changing the subject. Jesus wants to encounter every single person. This local church is all about establishing tables of encounters. Everything we do is about that. Um, if you're new here, I just want you to know we don't do fluff or hype here. We don't do fluff or hype. We don't fluff things around. Sometimes we're very like, this is what the word of God says. We don't do hype. We let him do hype. We let him lead us. And the Lord has brought and is bringing people to plug into this house that are here for a reason. You are here this morning for a reason. Those that are part of this family, you're here for a reason this morning. And it's significant that you're in the room. And I just want you to know that. It's not an accident. We have amazing history here. And I just want to take one minute and I just want to publicly honor all of the pastors that have come before Emily and I. Because this is not just about me. There has been seeds sown in this soil. This church, I think it's 72 years now that this church has been in existence. It used to be James Avenue Baptist, and then we changed the name uh, early 2000s to Convergence Church. That was when my parents, Steve and Marcy, were the pastors here, which was such an amazing time. But the Lord has always had this house as a pioneering house. This has always been a place where you can come, lay on your face, and encounter Jesus and not worry about what, what anybody else thinks. This was a place when people were invited to leave their church because of what the Holy Spirit was doing. They could come here. And that's a big deal. And so I want to honor Kenneth Chafin who was, was pastoring in the 1950s. George Worrell was pastoring in the 1960s. Uh, my granddad, Roy J. Fish, was the interim pastor in 1966 here at James Avenue Baptist, which makes me a third-generation pastor, by the way, of this church, which is amazing. Uh, Frankie Rainey in the 1970s, Jim Lassiter in the 1990s, and then Steve and Marcy Fish, I know my mom is out there, but I want to honor you, Dad. I want to honor you and Mom for what you guys have stewarded here and for how you continue to father us. And so thank you for the 32 years that you guys pastored this community. Um, it's beautiful and amazing, and Emily and I are honored to be part of this moment in history right now. And we're honored to be stewarding this. And so this place has always been a place of encounter. What's the number one thing that I hear over the years about convergence? Somebody came to our gathering conference we did a few years back, and they sent me this email afterwards. 
And the email sounds very familiar, and I love that it sounds familiar. And she said, I walked into the foyer. She didn't even get into the sanctuary yet. She was in the foyer, and she said, I felt the presence of Jesus here. And she said, it was so refreshing. And I cannot tell you how many testimonies. We just had Sean Foyt here, and he's talking about how he encountered Jesus here. Michael Miller, all of these leaders that you see, a lot of them even encountered Jesus in this house, which is beautiful. The Lord brings people here, and they can just lay on their face and encounter the Lord. Because that's what we are all about. And so we've pioneered letting the Holy Spirit move freely at this house, being a prophetic house, being a house that empowers women in ministry, being a house that cares more about what the Lord is doing than what people think about us. We've pioneered being a house of discipleship and family. We've pioneered being a house that believes in and operates in the gifts of the Spirit. We've pioneered being a house of worshipers. And we're going to continue to pioneer in 2024. And so I'm so thankful for this community. And so I just want you to know, like, in the midst of a world that attempts to distort Jesus, right? And in the midst of a world that says, hey, let's just change the channel. Or let's, let's create Jesus and something. Things can get crazy. It's like Jesus and, Jesus and. But we're not going to change the channel. We're not going to distort him. We're going to lift him up for who he really is. For all to see Jesus and for cities to be transformed. We don't distort the gospel. We want the full gospel. We want it all. We want the truth of God's word. We're not going to water down truth. We're not going to water down his word. We're not going to change the channel. It's not Jesus and something. It's just Jesus. And we're going to proclaim it from the rooftops here at Conversions Church. We aren't going to fold to what culture thinks truth is. We aren't going to hold back. We're going to stand firm. God transforms culture. Culture doesn't change his word. All right, I've got to take just a few more minutes. It's amazing how quickly you run out of time when you're up here. Um, really, really quickly, I want to just talk about what we're stepping into. As we prayed and we just, we, we're praying and just asking the Lord and we do this with, with all of our teams. We do it with our staff and our elders and our executive team and we all pray for his vision because you don't want your own vision, you want the Lord's vision. I've said this many times here if you've been a part of any Vision Sunday that we've done, but when you get the Lord's vision, you get vision that's far bigger than your vision. You get vision that actually he then gives resources to be able to see the vision succeed. And it's also far bigger and usually far more uncomfortable than you want. And that's how you know it's God's vision. You're like, excuse me, Lord? No, I can't do that. And God's like, yes, you can. It's my vision. So allow my vision to seed in your heart and let me water it, right? And so what we felt this year was we really felt this phrase, living on a mission. Living on a mission. What do I mean by living on a mission? I mean, we have this great vision statement, right? Encounter Jesus, transform cities, and it's like, whoa, that's huge. What do we do with that? And so practically speaking, we want to empower 
every man, woman, child, every person to not just see, encounter Jesus, transform cities, but to practically actually know what does it look like to actually see harvest in your community? What does it look like to step into harvest? What is the harvest? It's people coming to know Jesus and stepping into living on a mission for that. So we're on a mission next year, and you're a part of the mission. And the mission is, let's see cities transformed. Let's step into it. So we're going to talk a lot next year about practically how do you share the gospel Let's go pray for people for healing. What does deliverance look like? What do these things look like? Because we're going to make it practical. So you can step into being part of living out this mission. Are you in? Okay. This is the key thing that the Lord was calling us to. But, and, and one thing that he said too is he said we are expanding into a greater season of harvest. And we are in harvest, but we're going to see more harvest. And so the emphasis is to share Jesus with those around you. 2024 is a year of every single one of us stepping into living on a mission to see people encounter Jesus. This is how a city is transformed. We step out. Nikki talked about cultivating the field, right? So part of this is what is your field? What is your field? Your field many of you in this room, your field is not local church ministry, and that's fine. Your field is business. My mom talked about businesses. Your field might be school. Your field might be government. Your field might be uh, politics. What would it look like if we each cultivated our field to live on mission, not just to be like, well, Lord, we're just encounter Jesus, you know. We hope that they come to church one day. No, what does it look like to actually go out there and make fishers of men? What does it look like to actually sow my seed in politics? I was in a prayer meeting with, with one of the county judges that actually is a part of Tarrant County. And in that prayer meeting, I was struck by the fact that this man wants to surround himself with pastors and leaders because he doesn't just want to be a politician. He wants to see Jesus infiltrate Tarrant County. Are we on board to sow those seeds? Listen, this is going to be a year of radical harvest. I just want to prepare you for something. As we live on mission and step out even more to share Jesus, I believe that we will see a radical harvest. And do you know what radical harvest brings? Listen to this. Radical hope. Radical restoration. You think it's done? Oh, it ain't over yet. Radical restoration. Do you know that he can restore? Do you know that he can bring reconciliation? What if we saw radical reconciliation to a greater de degree in 2024? What if we saw radical healings? What if we saw radical miracles? What if we saw radical family restoration? What if there's family that actually are going to be in this room next year because Jesus encounters them? What about radical prophetic reformation? What about the fact that the Lord wants to raise up prophetic reformers that actually change the way that prophecy is even looked at as in the church community and in the world because we are carriers of hope, encouragement, comfort, and consolation. And we're releasing the word of the Lord. 
What about radical provision? Some of you, you're like, I don't know how we're going to do it. And the Lord's like, I'm going to give you such radical provision next year that you're going to be saying there's no way that I could have done that. But the Lord provided. Radical love. Like, listen, radical things. And what I love about the word radical is the word radical means only he can do it. Only he can do it. I can't do it, but he can. As we step out in obedience, so as a local church, we are going to put a greater emphasis on what it practically looks like to transform cities. Did you catch that? I'm not just talking about one city. I'm not just talking about one city. Did you hear 39 countries? 39 countries right here. Just, just these cameras around the room that some of us are like, oh, we're on camera. It's, you know, sometimes we have to get used to it. The Lord is encountering people in 39 countries. The Lord is encountering people not just in Tarrant County, but in Plano, in Dallas, in the DFW Metroplex, because this isn't just about one city. It's about cities. So what does the Lord want to do as he expands our vision? I love that we have people that some of you, I know you drive far to get here. What would it look like if part of the mission was actually to take Encounter Jesus and transform cities to your city, even if you're driving an hour away? What would that look like? All right, I want to go ahead and invite our team up. We're going to just transition here and have a time of sharing with our team. I want you to kind of hear what some of the practical things that, are, that we are doing as a church this year. Yes, so Jason and Kim, we'll start with you guys. We can talk before we have chairs. We're fine with that. We only have two and a half minutes. I have two and a half minutes. He has two and a half minutes, so I'm going to start. Um, I'll trade you. Okay. We, uh, we are Jason and Kim Church, and we are over family ministries here. And um, what that means, we're over women's ministry, men's ministry. We speak into youth ministry, children's ministry, basically people ministry. And so um, we just had a women's retreat this weekend. It was so, so powerful. It was deep, rich, just wonderful, full of life. And um, we really need each other. We need to walk with each other. And um, to, to be successful in life and to be fulfilled, we need each other. And so that's why we really spend all of our time doing ministry with each other, like to each other. And um, we have a lot of different, we have a women's meeting that meets once a month. We have women's meetings that meet once a week. We have different groups. We have men's meetings that meet once a month. And um, we, have, we just have a lot of opportunities. The reason, um, the reason we devote our time and our energy and our resources to family ministry is because relationships are very important to God. Jason's going to talk some more about that, but we want to provide resources 
and um, support for people. For families to be healthy families, we want to provide support for parents and children, for siblings to each other, for adult siblings, for whatever season of life you're in, for roommates, for friendships. It, uh, it doesn't matter whether you're a, a parent with three kids in your home. That's not, what just fam- that's not just what family means. It's everybody. Um, we have a different, we have a couple things planned this next year. We're excited because we want, we realize in our culture, in our American culture, there's very little support for healthy relationships. And we want to bring that. And so we even have some different things planned, some discipleship opportunities for healthy relationships this next year. I was thinking as Andrew was talking, you know, the Lord's covenant promise comes with it, he says, I, you, you will be fruitful. He asks us, he commands us, be fruitful and multiply. We're doing a good job of that here. And, and as we talk about legacy and, you know, we're really multiplying ourselves. But what do we want to be multiplying? Do we want to be multiplying more dysfunction or do we want to be multiplying healthy relationships? Yeah. And that's how we want to encounter Jesus and transform cities is because when you learn to ha- you learn to relate to people in a healthy way, then they have to respond. They can learn to relate in a healthy way back to you, and then they carry that on and they carry it on. You're reproducing health. Yeah, that's so good. that's good. Yeah, we have good fruit here. We have really good fruit here, and that's what we want to multiply and we want to continue to cultivate that that healthy fruit and. Um, I was reading in Ephesians 4.16 in the, in the NLT, it says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And he wants us to be fitted together. I really feel like for 2024, he's, he's really going to be fitting together in a fresh way. It's not just, guys, we need to gather. We, need, we don't need to have more gatherings, more big gatherings, more small gatherings. It's not about that. It's about actually being fitted together. And I remember one year, we, I mean, we pray for our kids all the time. But I remember one specific year, we were praying for our kids and asking, Lord, what do you have for each one of our kids this year? And we wrote all those things down. And I remember, and I think it was actually Keegan. I, I remember it was one, one of our kids in particular. We were like, Lord, we just really, maybe it was Seth. We, were, we really want friends we really want friends that, like, they just needed friendships in a fresh way. And I remember looking back at every one of those things that we prayed for, the Lord answered. And I was especially, like, touched by the way the Lord fit, knitted together some, some relationships that our, our kids desperately needed. And, and I believe that the Lord's going to be doing that for all of us in 2024. I think we're going to look back. Um, maybe even 10 years from now, it's like, wow, look what the Lord did in relationships and in friendships. Um, because we're, we're called to mission, right? We're, we're called to harvest like we've been talking about. And, and I think a lot of times we look at that as, um, as convergence, we're called to transform cities. Or, or maybe we look individually. I'm called to help bring transformation to a city. But we're called as families to transform cities. And, and I want to ask you as a family, your family units, Whatever that is, like Kim said, if that's roommates, if that's mom, dad, and two kids, whatever it is, empty nesters like we are, um, whatever it is, what, how are you bringing transformation to the city? How is your family 
bringing transformation to the city. Um, and I want us to, in kind of transitioning to table groups, what, how is your table group bringing transformation to a city? That's a question we're really going to be looking at as table groups. Because, you know, we're, our table groups, uh, which are our small groups, our, our family groups, basically, um, where we gather in homes, um, we're called for belonging, for encounter, and relationship. That's what our mission is as table groups. I'm sorry, what did I say? Well, that's true, too. Um, but we're, yeah, our mission is uh, belonging, encounter, and discipleship. And, and so it's not, I'm called to have belonging, between, me and you need to have belonging. No, it's we're inviting people into a place of belonging, right? We're inviting people that have never had a, an encounter with Jesus. We're inviting them into a place of encounter. Obviously, it's for us. It's for us who are, are in these table groups and forming these, but we're, we're inviting people into that. And we're inviting them, of course, into discipleship. And so I've gone way over my time, but that's okay because it's important stuff. Um, we, love, we love people and we love um, what the Lord is doing in our, in our relationships here, in our table groups and in our families. Yes. Awesome. Can we just honor them? Jason and Kim, they're amazing. Family ministries and table group pastors and just what they've stewarded is really, really amazing. Hey, I want to bring up... Um, Wesley Fagan, our youth pastor, and Abigail Treese, our children's pastor. Our newly engaged children's Whoa. pastor. What? <laughs> Christian over there, by the way. Yeah, bless you guys. Yeah. Wow, that was awesome. Well, hey, um, yeah, so Abigail, would you just, just share a little bit of your heart for kids, um, and just we can, we can move on from there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so normally I'm the type of person when I speak, I like will write it all out word for word, and then I memorize it word for word before I have to speak. Um, so my plan was to do that yesterday, but some other people had other plans that were much better, upgraded plans, so I got engaged. <laughs> Um, so this is truly my heart. Like, this is, like, what's coming will just be my heart. Because <laughs> I wasn't fully uh, prepared. Um, but, yeah, so just to start, um, Convergence Kids exist to encounter Jesus and transform cities with his power yeah. and love. And so, like, that's what I was feeling when I was over there. Like, there's no separation. There's no difference between what God is doing in the sanctuary and what yeah. he's doing in the classroom. So um, because I believe, like, God, he works. Um, he works in families, like we've yeah. talked about. He works in his kingdom. Yeah. Um, and children are vital mem members to the kingdom of yeah. God. Um, they have things within them that are necessary for the body of Christ. Um, and we need them. And they need us. We need each other as kingdom members. And so that's really my heart for kids specifically right now and for 2024 is to see children step into the fullness of their identity as kingdom members. Um, and all that that looks like to, to step up as you know, as in prophecy, to step up and, and just, yeah, it's like, yeah, just kingdom members. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, 
And I desire to see that in them. And do I know exactly how to do that? No. <laughs> but Christ does. <laughs> yes. And so, um, just a little teaser for 2024 um, Kids Camp. We plan to do it on Come and See the Kingdom of God. And so, just to see children really step into that identity. Um, because, yeah, I mean, children are whole people who were created for the wholeness of God's truth, the wholeness of his presence, and to be whole members of his kingdom. So that's really my heart. Amazing. All right, Wesley, will you share with us your heart for youth? Yes. So our youth group is amazing. Where's the youth at? Yeah, let's go. CSM. Um, CSM stands for Convergence Student Ministry. And, um, yeah, our heart, we really have three big values. One is to encounter Jesus and transform cities with his power and love. But we, we've kind of broken that down, and we really look at, like, encountering the Lord together. That's our top priority when we meet on Wednesdays is to encounter the Lord, and that's just going to continue. And then, really, our heart as youth leaders is to equip students, um, not just to encounter the Lord, but actually, if they're encountering the Lord and the Lord's put something on their heart, it's how can we equip you now to walk that out? Um, and then not only equip them, but actually also empower them to now walk that out and give them space for it, which is just something that's really fun that I love to do. And even this year, from May to August, I didn't even speak at our youth group because we had students speaking. So for three months, it was all student, like student-led, <laughs> so much so that when they graduated, I was like, I forgot how to do this. <laughs> that made a problem. But anyways, yeah, that's really just our heart is like to... To see students encounter the Lord and really equipped and empowered into what they're called to. Um, and a big thing that we're really focusing on in 24 is family. We really feel like the purpose of youth ministry is for healthy family. Yeah. Like that's really, it's to actually help that connection happen. And so we're going to be doing a lot with families in 2024. And yeah, so good. that's it. Amazing. And then can you share about young adults too? Yes, young adults. Yeah, Convergence Young Adults. Where's our young adults at? Um, yeah. <laughs> so Convergence Young Adults, like we really, this is the email. You can email Convergence Young Adults um, just if you want any info. But right now, we're basically, over the last year, we've been really just doing like Bible study, which Aaron and Rachel have been leading. Let's go, Aaron. Um, we're in Hebrews right now, and it's fuego. Um, anyways, we've really just been doing like Bible studies and different community things, but we really in 24 have vision to even just build a stronger young adults community and have a thriving group of young adults that are plugged in and like are encouraging each other and spurring each other on to what the Lord is doing. So yes, if you want more info, email Converse at Young Adults. Awesome. Yeah. Woo woo! Justin and Seth. Justin and Seth. Hi, bud. We're great. How are you? Um, I should have brought my Bible up here like Wesley. Look super, super wise. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, 
a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Um, in 2023, we really felt like the Lord was calling us in a lot of ways to bring together all the creative aspects in convergence under one thing, which we did, and it's called the creative team. No longer, you know, worship, production, media, all this different stuff. Um, and that has grown, and it's thrived, and it's been amazing. We also felt like he was really calling us in just deeper places of corporate encounters together as a team, which we did some. I feel like 2024 is a continuation of that. Deep corporate encounters together as a creative team. I feel like the creative team was the foundation that needed to happen before we could step into that. So in 2024, a big thing for us is um, we're going to be doing more of those as a team. But also I felt it really, really important to... Uh, this this passage in First Peter just really struck me, and it kind of inspired a mission statement. We live in the mission statement of convergence exists to transform cities and encounter Jesus. Encounter Jesus, transform cities with his power and love, right? We own that. But I felt really impressed that we needed a worship, a creative team mission statement. And so um, the convergence creative team is set apart. Don't get hung up on set apart. We're all set apart, but I just felt like that needed to be in there. The Lord wouldn't let me delete it. Um, the Convergence Creative Team is set apart to proclaim the excellencies of God through creative expression. Our songs, sounds, and art are a testimony of his goodness, and that's what we exist to do. And in 2024, we're going to be living out this mission to live out the Transforming Cities and Encountering Jesus mission. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of really good things to come. Say it again. Awesome. That's Yes, yeah, so Justin has... Obviously, he and Paige, we're so, so thankful for them and their leadership and worship, and they're also table group pastors, and they, they do a lot here, and we're so thankful for them, but just what the Lord is doing in creative expression at Convergence. If you're a creative, and I know that word is kind of a buzzword, like, what is that, you know, but like, I really felt earlier this year that the Lord gave me a word that was that he's raising a creative army at Convergence Church. Um, I see that as dancing, I see it as art, I see it as worship, I see it as just all the different expressions of creativity being expressed here in this body. And I think that that's really important. Um, Seth, yeah. talk to us a little bit about House of Prayer. Yeah, so I'm the House of Prayer director here, and at House of Prayer, our mission statement um, is to minister to the Lord's heart, to love him and be loved by him, to seek him and be found in him, to know the desires of his heart, um, and to intercede for those desires to be made manifest in our city and in our world. And so that's what we, that's what we do week to week on Thursdays at House of Prayer. So we have, right now we have our, our nine to one corporate set. So you guys are welcome any Thursday to come and join worship, work, pray, like bring your kids, um, and just really enjoy being in the presence of the Lord and Praying, interceding, and worshiping, it's beautiful. Um, we also have private devotional sets from one to four, and that's just where worship and intercession are lifted up to the Lord, and it's beautiful. So we are um, a priestly people, a royal priesthood, um, each and every one of us, and we get to partner with the Lord in house of prayer through that. So it's beautiful, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah, can we just honor them, Justin and Seth? 
So thankful for what the Lord is doing in House of Prayer and creative team. I want to invite my dad, Steve Fish, and Dwight Marriott up to just honor them. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, worship in the city, and we're going to talk about neighborhood, um, and just also just what the Lord is doing in our, in our amazing Spanish, Hispanic community that he's building and growing. Um, I'm so thankful for Edson Hernandez, who's translating today. Just love you, man, and so thankful for all of our translators, Carol, Martinez, Sylvia. They are here faithfully translating every Sunday the entire message from English into Spanish, and we do that every Sunday, uh, pretty much, and so that's, that's amazing, but just real quick, Dad, would you just share a little bit about Worship in the City? Yes, so Worship in the City began back in 2020. And uh, how many of you are there in, in the, with us in the park? One time we even had 7,000 people. And uh, we've continued up to even last year. We met on March 31st in Trinity Park. And, and so our, our goal is to bring the encounter that we have here out to our city. And uh, so, all right, one more. There we go. So part of what, what I feel like the Lord is really saying this year is that the foundation for our meetings in the city really need to increase as far as gathering pastors more. So uh, we're going to be, be gathering key pastors every month to pray uh, throughout next year. And then we want to bring this harvest season that we're sensing and we're feeling. How can we release this into the city and help it in, equip our entire city to be ready for the harvest? And then we want to gather the church for worship and prayer like we've been doing at events. And one of the first things the Lord laid on my heart praying for this year is to go to the center of Tarrant County. And so looking at the center of Tarrant County, there's actually a park uh, called Gateway Park right in the center of the county. And so our, our first worship in the city gathering goal is to meet in the center of Tarrant County and declare that Jesus is at the center in our city. That's so good. Uh, Dwight, would you just share just a little bit about what, what our heart is, what we've been doing just with the neighborhood and our fall and our summer and fall kickoff parties? <clears throat> Excuse me. I got something in my throat. Um, My heart for this, for this neighborhood, and I think our heart for this neighborhood, is be a part of this neighborhood. Uh, when Jesus went around, he was a part of, what the, of the people's lives. Uh, he ate with them. He spoke with them. He slept with them. He served them, and he loved them. And that's what we want to do with, in our neighborhood. Uh, we want to love them. We want to love our neighbors. We want to serve our neighborhood. Uh, along those lines, we've uh, continued to be uh, connected with uh, Greenbrier Elementary School right up here uh, and helping the teachers, providing uh, different materials and things that they need, uh, helping them just on various needs that they have. We want to continue to do that. Uh, we've had a, a summer and a fall kickoff time where we just got to know neighbors 
And uh, we want to continue to do that. We want to find ways to serve this neighborhood. That's our heart. And uh, I really feel that's God's heart. And so this year, this coming year, we're going to do more and more of that. Yeah, yeah, we're really, yeah, yeah, you can clap for that. I'm really thankful for uh, Dwight's heart. Um, I know a lot of people, obviously, you know Dwight. He's a lot of things here. He helps us in so many capacities. He's our director of operations and does so much. But what comes out of Dwight is such an amazing heart to bless and serve our neighborhood. And you may not know this, but behind the scenes, like even these summer and fall kickoff parties, Dwight is helping even vision-wise to help us step into that. And I'm just so thankful for your heart, Dwight, uh, and just what you carry um, and yeah, for, for those that don't know, we, we were able to bless all, I think it was, we gave 65 um, just packets of emergency and just a bunch of items that the Greenbrier teachers needed. We were able to bless them as a church um, and just say, we are so thankful for our teachers. We're thankful for the teachers. And even just those seeds that we're sowing into that school are going to bear fruit. And it's really amazing to see what the Lord is doing. Um, and so I just wanted to make a couple of quick announcements on this note. One is uh, for 2024, we are actually not going to be doing our regular second Friday Jesus nights. I know that's sad for some. It's kind of sad for me too. <laughs> but as we prayed for next year, we really felt like the Lord asked us to lay it down. Um, and actually, in its place, what we're going to do is we're going to, my, my desire would be to do even more practical equipping for things like workshops for how to share the gospel, workshops on how, to, how do you go pray for somebody, uh, workshops on what does it look like to, to run into a demon and see that thing free. Like, what if we actually practically did some workshops to actually help sow into the harvest and the mission that the Lord has for us? So we're going to do a little more of that, but we're not just going to lay down the worship gatherings. Uh, in fact, um, on Wednesday, March 6th, we are going to be joining with Antioch Fort Worth, and we're going to be doing a big worship night with both of our bodies coming together in one place, unity, just to worship Jesus. And so we as a community, we're going to be going to Antioch. We're going to be doing this on Wednesday night, March 6th, and we're just going to get to worship together. Like, what would happen if churches didn't compete but actually unified? What would it look like if we unified? What would it look like if pastors, if we were like, we don't care if, 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 if our people are over there or if they're over there. It's the fact that Jesus is moving in Fort Worth. That's what I care about. So I'm like, let's take our whole body and let's go to Antioch. And let's worship him. So write that on your calendar. Uh, we're going to do that. And I'm just excited to see what the Lord is doing. And I'm so thankful for our, what the Lord is doing with our Spanish community. Um, I just want to seed something real quick. The Lord is growing that community. We have a bilingual table group. Uh, Sylvia and Valentin and Carol, we're so thankful for you guys. They lead a, uh, a bilingual table group. I believe they meet on Thursday nights, and just so thankful for that. 
the Lord is doing a lot with Spanish. We sang that song, and I don't know if it hit you differently, but the minute we went, Santo, I was like, Jesus is here. Like, that song hits different in Spanish. I'm just telling you. I, I love the English language. I think it's great, but I'm going to be honest. I think do, maybe angels worship in Spanish. I don't know. Like, maybe so. Yeah, that song was originally written from Spanish and translated into English, but I'm taking up a lot of time, but... My point is, as we were singing that song, I saw the Lord literally putting an imprint on Latin America. And I felt like the Lord said, I'm calling this community to actually see revival spread even in Latin America, but also here among that community. We're going to see the imprint of God encounter Latin America. If you're watching from Mexico or any Latin American country, we just bless you. We bless encounters. We bless what the Lord is doing, and I feel so stirred by this. So to that end, um, almost there. Uh, um, our gathering next year, we, we didn't do our big event this year. We just, we kept, honestly, we kept trying to open doors. We were like, Lord, is this the right door? And the Lord was like, nope. <laughs> he kept closing doors, and it was abundantly clear that we were not supposed to do any type of conference event this year. And I think that was purposeful from the Lord. I really do. But next year, we want to do our October gathering, which is our bigger event. But we want to do the entire thing in both English and Spanish. Yeah. We're going to do the whole thing. That means that if, if I'm talking in English, we're going to get it translated into Spanish live. If I'm talking in Spanish, we're going to translate it into English. We're going to do worship bilingual. We're going to do the whole thing as one community together. We're going to invite the region, and we're just going to launch into what the Lord has. Yeah. And I'm really, really excited for that. Um, I want to invite Nikki Kamali, our director of Prophetic Reformers Ministry. We're so thankful for her. And as she comes, one last thing I want to mention is PrayForTarrant.com. Uh, this is a website that you can go to. You can sign up with your email address. This is a site that a friend of mine, um, his name's Bill Fearer. He's an amazing man. Um, and he developed this Pray for Tarrant website specifically with the intention of praying for our leaders and government in Tarrant County. Do you know that you're called to pray for your government? And so I actually got a chance to write the email that goes out to pastors and people all over Fort Worth this week. I wrote it on hope because I believe that the Lord is releasing hope over our leadership here. And so I want to invite you, if you want to get those emails and just partner with us to see the Lord encounter government locally, you can go to prayfortarrant.com. All right. All right. Nikki, will you share with us your heart for prophetic reformers? Yeah. So first I just want to define what, is, what does that even mean, this prophetic reformers. Prophetic simply means connecting with the voice and heart of God. And reformer means that you as the son and daughter of God are equipped to know what to do with his voice to change the world. That's simply what reformation means, means to change the world. I love this quote by Bethany Hicks. She says, if you change your world, you change the world. And we see a pattern all through scripture where the voice of God 
when it came, it changed everything, whether it was the creation of the world, every victory, every breakthrough, every advance, every creative moment in the history of scripture was directly connected with the release and the understanding of the voice of God, and it hasn't changed. And so it is imperative that we grow in confidence as the sons and daughters in recognizing and responding to the voice of God and knowing how to change it, how to use that to change our world. going yeah so that so every event every training that we do is designed to build confidence that every single person here is a prophetic reformer this is not some sort of elite club this is for the all the 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 spirit of God has been poured out on all flesh it is the time of the sons and daughters to arise and respond to the voice of God in this hour to see your families your homes your workplaces this is how the world is changed so you're all prophetic reformers every month you've heard about it we do a monthly training I never do an identical training we do certain things in repetition in order to build foundation but upon that we always are releasing new content every month on the third Wednesday to see more confidence in you know how to practically understand respond to the voice of God and see it applied into your everyday life and then we do special events Uh, we also have a monthly um and get into special events. We have a monthly mystics group. I don't want anyone to be afraid of this word mystics. It's the only word we could come up with um, that had a scriptural basis in the mysteries of God. How many of you recognize that so many people are getting into spiritualism on the earth, but without a healthy biblical Jesus foundation? And we believe it's the time of the church to take it back. And so every month we're giving biblically based um, Christ-centered discipleship to people that are having spiritual encounters. Um, And so that word mystics is rooted in the mysteries of God. But remember what Daniel said, it's been given to us to understand the mysteries of God, not to the world. It's, It's for us as the body of Christ. So we do a monthly training. We do monthly mystics group. Um, Our last monthly training of the month is this week, Uh, but don't worry, we relaunch again in January, but love to see you. We're going to, again, brand new content on how to deepen your ability to inquire of the Lord and release a rich um, prophetic word, and then our our special event. So on February 10th, we're going to be doing our first um, widespread Zoom. It's parenting the prophetic. How is you as a kingdom Um, mother or father. You don't have to have biological children to participate. If you're a leader or a parent that wants to know how to actually disciple their kids and how to increase in them knowing how to recognize and respond the voice of the Lord, uh, then I'll I'll be doing a Zoom uh, thing for that on February 10th. Uh, On March the 2nd, we're going to be doing our first ever fully bilingual prophetic training here in the sanctuary. Uh, Again, we've mentioned them before. Sylvia and Carol are going to help me with translation. We're super excited about that. On April 13th, Tim and Cindy Bird are going to be doing our first ever um, full-on prophetic processing workshop. Um, They are certified. We have a partnership with Prophetic Company, and they're certified with prophetic processing. So we're going to equip you on how to not only get a prophetic word, but how to fully process that out to maximize its impact on the earth. And then on June 21st and 22nd, we're going to do a special two-day event about how to how to lead with remembrance of what the voice of God has told you as a leader. 
It's going to be, yeah, it's exciting, guys. We have been building over the last two years, and there's such momentum in not only this house, but in this region and in the nation of what we're doing as we build children's teams, youth teams, adult teams, and and really, we've been pioneering what we call family-style prophetic training, where people from all ages come to every single training. Truly, we are in the hour of reformation. Join us. So exciting. All right, thanks. Yeah. Join us. I'm in. Every time Nikki talks, I'm like, I'm there. I'll be there, you know? That's so good. Well, hey, I know this has been a lot. It's probably like drinking from a fire hydrant. There's a lot of things that, that we just released today. And so we just want to, can we just stand as a church? And we're just going to step into this. Uh, part of what I didn't get to share just with, with time's sake is just part of what the Lord has called us to is, is to see Saul's become Paul's, encountering Jesus. And I was going to read Acts 9 and we were going to look at it, but just the Acts 9 encounter where Saul encounters Jesus on the road to Damascus. And then he immediately preaches the gospel. And then it says in verse 31, it says that the whole region, Galilee, Judea, and Samaria experienced peace. And they were brought on by the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it says they increased. That's Acts 9.31. So Saul encounters Jesus on the road. He begins to preach the gospel, and an entire region is transformed. This is the same man who just two chapters earlier stood over Stephen as he was stoned. Do you believe that God can encounter anyone? Do you believe that he can encounter those that we want to throw stones at? And I just believe that that's something that we're stepping into as a community is to see regions transform, cities transform. So let's just pray. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for this vision that you've released. And we just step in as a community to living on a mission this year. We're on a mission. We're not on a mission uh, about what, what, our, what our own things are. We're on a mission to see people encounter you. We're on a mission to see cities transformed, Lord. We thank you for the cities that you're going to transform. We thank you for Tarrant County, Lord, for Fort Worth, for Dallas, for Plano, for Weatherford. We thank you for all of the surrounding cities in this DFW Metroplex, and we just thank you that we are going to see a greater revival in this area. We're going to see an awakening. We're already seeing it, Lord. We're already seeing and stepping into harvest, but we say yes to stepping in deeper. We say yes to stepping in deeper, and we just say yes to all that you have and all that you're doing, Lord. And We just love you. Just tell him that you love him. We love you, Jesus. We're thankful for what you're going to do. We thank you for the growth that you're bringing. Would you help us to steward it well, Lord? Help us to steward it well, Lord, even as leaders, Lord. Help us to steward with hearts that are yours. Help us to steward with healthy hearts, Lord. And we just love you, Jesus. We love you in this place. We love you in this place. And everybody said, amen.